show. Oh yeah, no, he's like he's like yeah, here. Well, it did chance, but oh, that's right. It was it was L. It was L that did that. It was like there's all these more likely scenarios. Let me go ahead and do the one that's but that's he, real he, fuck weird. I don't. I really feel like I feel like he, L got in the thick of it, and I feel like L knew. Near was the one that kind of bullshitted. Yeah, yeah no, that's real that's fuck. It. I hate Near. Yeah, no, it's it's near was the that's, one. That's one thing. Regardless of how many reservations I have against the the upcoming uh, Death Note Netflix movie, I it am doesn't have at least ecstatic about the fact that near will not be in it to be the worst and like only real reason to not watch it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's especially with him being a kid. Like if like if they went from like L to like literally Sherlock Holmes, then fine. And then I, I have this expectation this dude has like a career detective, and so he knows when less likely scenarios can be correct. So like a fucking kid. No, yeah, they dude, went with on. the well. It and, and here's with the, the thing about Death Note, and I think the reason why Death Note did as well as it did is because mm-hmm. in regards to anime. It's not yeah. really one of the most anime animes out there cuz it was based in the realm of the of the real with just mm-hmm. these like this is real life this is how it works oh but then there's a book that kills people when you write a name <laughs> and then it kind of progresses as weird as it is naturally from that point yeah and everything is, it, is fairly just standard affair. Like, you have a kid who already has a god complex just being like, oh, okay, now I have actual godlike powers. This yeah, is, like, just the thing I needed. And you have <laughs> Ryuk, who is a Shinigami, but he's not... He does. He specifically tries not to interfere as often as he can. And other than like dropping the book. Deal. Yeah. Other than, like, dropping the book down. But then when Nier shows up and you're like, wow, like an eight-year-old genius kid <laughs> who like has a billion trillion dollars and is working like and he, he is uh, more willing to fight uh, after Kira than the like president of the United States of America. You've so gone. Mean. You've gone a little bit too anime, I think. I think like, at that point you're kind of. Like they do, a, they do a good job of introducing a single supernatural element, and then you just kind of watch. You really just watch everything react to it. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's all. And as I said, it's very, it's very kind of just. Even though obviously not real, it's it's a more realistic approach to how people may have to deal with that kind of situation. But yeah. then you get uh, anime genius little boy, who existed the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Until right <laughs> after L dies, they say, "All right." This this back pocketed uh, itty bitty boy genius who is just L but his hair's a different color and, and he doesn't eat his toy trains like L would have tried to. He's <laughs> <laughs> just fucking piece of shit anime ass kid ruins everything. It'd be like if you took Dragon Ball and took out all the Saiyans, but like just had regular humans with the knowledge of, oh, hey, there's these seven rocks just around, and if you get all of them, you can bring people back <laughs> to life. I mean... And, like, that'd be, like, an interesting... Prim- like, I, Dra- I like Dragon Ball's fine and good and whatever, but, like, that'd also... That's similar, like, how Death Note did it. Yes, and the yeah. thing about Dragon Ball is that nobody is actually a Saiyan until the start of Dragon Ball Z. Like, Goku just has a tail. As far yeah. as anybody knows... No, yeah, he just like, has he a tail just, and is from like, space. Oh, okay. No, they don't even 
say that he's but, necessarily from space. Oh, like uh, Gohan doesn't like find him and is like, oh, he crashed in a, in a shit or whatever. Well, the thing is they find him, but they mm -hmm. don't really explain like space or anything. They say, oh, I found this kid. The kid was really evil. Well, they actually don't even explain that Goku was actually technically evil until he fell off a mountain later. That's all explained in Dragon Ball Z. In, oh, in, in, as far as you know in Dragon Ball, when you watch it, Goku is a young kid. He has a tail. That's weird, but it's never explained as to why he has a tail. And he was raised by an old man who mm -hmm. is dead at the start. And, yeah. and so you don't even really know anything about him. Okay, so it so so Gohan does find him near his space pod, and so I guess it's Gohan would have had no reason to assume that was from space. Like, oh, here's a ball next yeah, to this ball, I, a baby I, boy. I really don't even know if it's mentioned. It's a space pod until Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, like, like I'm reading the wiki. They says. just find him. Yeah, it's like I'm reading the wiki, so clearly that's it's. We know now that it's. Yeah, we know now pilot. that that Gohan found him, and then in Dragon Ball Z they say, oh, or somebody, I can't remember quite who, but they're like, oh, he was really aggressive until Goku pretty much got dropped off a mountain and hit his head, which makes which makes Goku, and not even as a joke, I will say this 100% uh, serious, but Goku is the most well-written and well-treated mentally handicapped character that is a lead. Because hmm. he just actually suffered tremendous brain damage. Yeah. That changed practically his entire personality. Man, and you know, it's Goku having a tail in, in like, even in Dragon Ball is not even a weird... There's, like, there's dog people and shit in Dragon mm -hmm. Ball. There are people who are half dog. Yeah, Him having a tail is not even just a human, but he dresses <laughs> up like a robot doll and has brain powers. <laughs> and and he's just a guy. Like, that's all he's... Chaozu's just... If, if he and Krillin, are, I guess, at the start, but he's just a there's weird fucking regular dudes. Tien, I don't even think is he's not an alien. Tien just, no, has, just has three eyes. Eye. He has three eyes, and in Dragon Ball, he actually has the ability to have four arms. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, he. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, that's just a thing that guys can do there. Yeah, that that, that is just their their human reality. Yeah, <laughs> you have robot doll babies. And and you have three-eyed, four-armed men, and that's just your humans. Yep. <laughs> this is an anime podcast now. I've been recording for seven minutes. Oh, God. For real? <laughs> it's a favorite thing to do in the world. I had no idea. Well, I guess with that, let's. Uh, I'm going to turn on this this podcast intro, and I'll oh, listen yeah. to this beat. Five, four, three, two, one, buh. Bam. My mind didn't start, so we did it live. <laughs> but nice. that's okay. Wait, hold on. Uh -huh. <laughs> and now what you need to do is when you go and edit this in post, you need to edit where it starts in between when you started and I started so the listeners have a different ding point than we uh, have. Yeah, so the dings are all kind of... It just sucks. <laughs> just is only bad for them because at this point like it's either you let me be correct or you let you be correct but we'll let the viewers at home be correct i think is probably the best approach to it <laughs> well it is ultimately whenever the viewers hear it is when it happens 
we technically don't have to listen to it each time. We just kind of do because it's good at getting us into the into the, the feel okay. of the show or whatever. Man, I got thrown off real bad, and um, here's the reason. Like, I didn't hear anything you were saying because once the SoundCloud song ended, it started playing. I think last week's episode in my headphones and i was like is my microphone echoing back the things that drew saying and then i started talking and i'm like i haven't said anything why is that happening that's completely wrong um welcome to episode five yes <laughs> why it's not that this is the show where man i gotta come up with like a quicker way to say what I the mean, show's you about a, you have a good one it's the every day in life you make decisions why that oh. though <laughs> yeah, it's like think about how you made a decision today in like but why? And even more like real life than real life. Okay, this is off the rails already. Uh the decisions in this show are made for you. You just have to justify them. So like imagine like thinking your everyday life, right? You're on a skyscraper, there's a half dead kid up there. Someone comes up and is like, Why this? Not <laughs> It's a half-dead kid on this guy's face. <laughs> and they're like, why this? Not a full dead kid. And that's a weird thing to have to argue, right? Because it's uh, we, we we don't let you make any other choices. You just have to explain the current situation. Oh, so, man. like, assume, assume they – all right, so, so audience, I want you all – all whatever amount of you uh, listen to the show, I want you to picture in your brain space. Oh, no, no, you're on you're on a skyscraper, yeah. half dead kid. Of course. Uh, someone comes up and it's the time police and they freeze time, so you can't make any actions. You can just talk about it. And they're like, hey, hey there, man, why half dead kid, not full dead kid? And then you have to just explain why. Well, no, the... And even worse still, it's why half dead kid at the top of the Eiffel Tower versus. Yeah. Just a full dead kid, apparently just anywhere else. Yeah, just wherever. It, just it, wherever. And it could include <laughs> Eiffel Tower, but not necessarily. Well, and the, here, and the worst problem is the time police, before they even did they're like, all right, I'm going to give you some context here. Uh, oh. So the context is, is you're the kid uh, guy, <laughs> and we want to know, why is it preferable? Cause, and, you would, and you would think, you would think, right? It's like, oh, okay, I well, would, they, it, it, it would. I, I'd, be, I'd, I'd be half dead so that I'm not full dead. Being ha that, that's half alive, honestly. That's optimism or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then uh, they also go, and it's like, and as another thing, before you can even get that out, like, and you can't just say because being alive is better than dead because that's subjective. That it, yeah. Mm. Uh, this is a weird luckily, energy. Luckily, this is not what the theme is for this episode. The theme is female pop idols. And let me look through the, the questions real quick we got from the viewers at home. Hey, none of them have to do with being dead at the top of the Eiffel Tower. Man, wait for my but, teaser for next week's. Oh, uh, well, luckily for us right now... Right now, this is what so I, I will ask our last week's lead-in question to this week's actual question based on the lyric of Hillary Duff's song, Duff song, Why Not? And I thought that uh, Why Not... Um, was a good was a good song choice, and I actually almost want to title this episode just uh, "Why Not This That." Um, but that's dumb. <laughs> and, but the question, Drew, yes, is just um, uh, I will and I will give a little a little context. Uh, say that you are at prom. And okay. You were like a like a I don't know how old you have to be to get there. Fifteen. You're fifteen, and your boyfriend is a senior. And he's having Ooh. an okay time. 
but you really, really want to impress him, but, like, the most danceable song possible comes on. Okay. So in that moment, why do you instead take a crazy chance, not do a crazy dance? Okay. Um... So I'm trying to, and so I am more concerned at this point with, uh, with my, with my date, the senior, yeah, uh, having uh, a good this time. Is, this okay. is, uh, B- uh, Bug Ramey is, is the senior. He's the fullback for the soccer team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. And so, so and, and that just, it's, your it's, it's the dancingest beat just comes on. The DJ's just going in leaving it all on the dance floor. And mm-hmm. I, instead of hitting the floor, probably, you know, with, with my, uh, with bug Ramey, um, <laughs> I, and well, here's the thing, right? Yeah. So he, he's the fullback for the soccer team. He's got a great name like bug Ramey and he's a senior. Uh, he's probably being scouted out by numerous baseball team schools, whatever, because he's a fullback on a soccer, whatever dumb thing that is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> So clearly, you know, I, uh, the, I know there's nothing about me that's special to get me this because let's be honest, he can have anyone. There's something special about everybody. Each person is a beautiful uh, soul in and of their own selves. I believe that's a, that's a nice thing to say. Yeah, just that in is general. a nice thing to say. <laughs> yeah, I um, agree. So it, it can't it can't merely be that he's here with me, 15 years old. That's sophomore, maybe junior. Um, he's not here with me just because of something special. He can find something special with anyone. And being the soccer team's fullback, he would have a plethora of options available to him. So here's the thing. Prom night is special. It's really neat. But it's mostly just special because of what happens at it. It's not like no one's like, oh, don't you remember prom where we dressed up and went to a civic center like up in the <laughs> capital of the state we're in? Ooh, yeah. that's No, it's like, oh, you remember prom? Those things we did at that event we were all at. It's a, it's irrelevant. It could, be a, it could be a soapbox derby. As long as everyone's there, it's still going to be memorable. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's me dancing there is not going to really soak it in. I, however... I'm clearly on a lucky streak if I pulled uh, Bug, Bug Raimi. Yeah, if you got Bug, Bug Raimi. So, if there was any time for me to take chances, it's whenever I've got all this er- this errant luck just kind of floating around me. Mm-hmm. And you know what he's going to remember way more than, oh, oh, man, he she danced on the floor. That sure was real nice. It's like, oh, he uh, tried to, like, break into a 7-Eleven and steal all the beer. And he's like, don't worry, they won't catch me. And they did it. And he stole, like, a lottery ticket and scratched it off and won a million dollars, walked in. They were like, we just got robbed, but, hey, you won the ticket. Here's a million. They just gave it to him right there. That's crazy. I think my favorite thing about that is that they just had a million dollars at this just, well, yeah, I didn't steal their million dollars. Yeah, well, no, the thing is you went, you went, you stole from a convenience store, and the convenience store, independent of that, had, yes. just has a million dollars just well, yeah. in it at any given time to pay it, off it, tickets. It, it does very well. It's a very uh, popular. Well, yeah, it's right by the Civic Center. It's got to be. <laughs> it's it's in the parking lot of the Civic Center. It's actually it, the 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 only downside to that that gas station is that it's like double parked and like crooked. Not only really on prom night. Yeah, it had to find people a good don't spot. go to the Civic Center during the during any other time except for a Saturday, uh, <laughs> like at the end of the school year or whatever. Yeah, that, that's the only time it's in use. I'm surprised they spent money on it. 
Alright, we got a we got a good amount of submissions uh for this one just to keep this man all hands on deck. <laughs> Weird energy being brought into this episode. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's just <laughs> this, it's this just off a little odd, but I'm you know, yeah. throw me into uh, it. Yeah, let me see. What's what's what is the weirdest one I can just uh <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, no, there's there's a lot of good air a lot of good places. Alright, um you know <laughs> Okay. I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna not look at the drive so I can't see the question oh, so, that you're so, about so you, to. You can't see me highlighting. So it. I can't even anticipate correctly. All right, which Daniel. question you're about to throw? Yeah. All right. So, uh, uh, what I'm gonna say is uh, the context here. It's it just uh, it, this is gonna be the case. You know, with a lot of these female pop idols that we have mm-hmm. uh, that we're gonna be talking about in this episode, uh, a lot of them are viewed. Uh, they're viewed very well in retrospect. People kind of look up to them. They they talk about their lives as like a goal to aspire to, or maybe even some of them, you know, have like they're like cautionary tales for part of life, stuff like that. So Daniel, with that in mind, uh, and I and I want you to think of this as uh, uh, why the person who is in that position in the first part of the question, because of how the framing device for this podcast works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not the specific person. That's the second one. Uh, this is a question from Paul Smith. Uh, mm-hmm. And Paul's question is, Daniel, why Whitney Houston, not Eli Whitney, inventor of the cotton gin? <laughs> um, <laughs> and and what what is what is my uh? It, it's why why is Whitney Houston looked up to by aspiring performers and uh, singers and uh, people who want to you know live in the limelight and be celebrity and, and not eighteen hundred inventor of the cotton <laughs> Eli Whitney, uh, father of the modern mercantile industry. Mm. Okay, well well here's the thing. Mm-hmm. This is this is um true. Whitney Houston has actually done both. But Eli Whitney has only only ever done one of these. But there is there is a, such a thing as as fame, and and not fortune. Like there, there's okay. fame and fortune. But if you've ever watched like a reality TV show or something, some people only get the fame but don't really get all the money from it or anything. Correct. Yeah. And yeah. so these people in in this scenario are going for hey, I want the fame, and I want the fortune. Yeah, Here's the sure. thing about Eli Whitney. When I look at shirts and when I look at just about anything made out of cotton, or even if you were to put a legitimate cotton gin directly in front of my face, yeah. I would say this. I would say, hey, nice shirt. I like it. Who's on that shirt? Oh, hey, that's a T-shirt for Whitney Houston. Really cool. I like her. If I saw uh, just... Any other thing made out of cotton, I'd say, I don't know what else there is. And if I saw an actual <laughs> cotton gin in front of me, I'd say, the fuck's that thing? What is that? And in none of those scenarios would uh-huh. I say, oh, right, this is Eli Whitney's deal. I remember when he went on tour with this and he was, he was slamming out those bangers with his cotton gin. Eli Whitney is nothing but fortune. The dude is probably a mega thousandaire. And he's probably, oh, yeah. because back then money was different. Yeah, adjusted for inflation. Yeah, ju- adjusted for inflation. <laughs> he had, like, at least $100. And, like, so that dude 
was Roland, and he's a very well-educated man, and that's all good, but you want to know the only reason I know he's well-educated? I have a Wikipedia <laughs> article. I don't know shit about Eli Whitney. I don't know a goddamn thing about him. I can tell you this, he's not my hero. <laughs> I'm happy I get to wear shirts, but man, I can't look at something made from a cotton gin and say, wow, I can relate to that. I understand what you're going through. Um, which I, is, it, I'm assuming a cotton gin. But it's, it's, <laughs> it's ironically, I never look at, you know, like a cotton shirt and I'm like, I can see myself in it. And that's really weird because I'm wearing one. That's right. Don't and see that's just how it uh, is, it is from time to time. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Uh, Whitney Houston, and I don't know if you know this, but she's uh-huh. actually been, and this is me not even um, uh, looking up things on Wikipedia, which I am uh, doing, don't get me wrong, oh, but I, sure. I know enough about Whitney Houston to know that she has been in commercials when they yes. have TVs around. So even Ooh. if people don't know any of her uh, other various crazy things that she does, which I'm assuming is music, because that's yes. what people ask. <laughs> and so I'm assuming that like even if you don't know her songs, you you might recognize her from commercials. It's like if you watch a Sonic commercial and you see those two guys, you go, "Ah, oh, it's those two guys that are always in these." I like that. And it's like if there's you know some commercials stay with you. There's whole like 30 minute YouTube videos just like, "Hey, here's 30 minutes of commercials that you probably remember." And you say, "Oh, that guy. I remember that guy." It's more than I can ever say for. For Eli Whitney, because I Eli haven't Whitney. seen him in a single commercial for Dr. Nah. Pepper, Diet Pepsi, or Diet Coke. <laughs> Whitney Houston's done it all, baby. <laughs> um, but Whitney Houston, in addition to just existing on TV in any capacity and being more uh-huh. famous just from an actual uh, legitimate, hey, look at me standpoint, she mm-hmm. also has a myriad of songs that you can relate to. She has your song, I'm Your Baby Tonight. The thing about it is, is that I'm sure that you could be somebody's baby. Imagine if the night came on when you were at the prom in the scenario before. Maybe imagine, you would have just danced if that Imagine was if it came on in the uh, in the operating room after my mother gave birth to me at night. But that's that's it. There you go. And and she has so many songs that if I'm being 100% honest, I don't recognize. I don't recognize these songs. But I will give you this. And I will tell you this more than I can ever tell you for Eli Whitney. <laughs> These are songs that if I heard, I'd probably recognize. And if someone, and if I was to say, oh, who is this, Janet Jackson? They'd say, oh, no, this is Whitney Houston. And I'd say, oh, it makes sense. Because <laughs> she, is, she is so incredibly popular and so well-regarded that if you were to mistake her for Janet Jackson, that would just be baseline okay. It would just be like, oh, okay, Whitney Houston instead. Fine. There's no issue there. They're both very good uh, female singers. Yep, female singers. (laughs) I I know a lot less about Whitney Houston than I I will say. I am gathering. Yes, Uh, but she started way back, way back in 85. And how long has Eli Whitney still been producing things? Not since his death is what I've heard. Yeah. And Whitney Houston ain't dead. Hold on. (laughs) I can go ahead and save you the time. Uh, uh, Eli Whitney killed her. Oh, no. Yeah. Wait, Whitney Houston is dead. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was recent. 
it was a yeah, and it was a big deal when it happened too, which oh, is even funny. Oh, but I remember this. I remember Bobby Brown. <laughs> I remember Bobby Brown too. Man, if you were if you were as famous as Whitney Houston and then you die, your family's just famous after that. That's all you gotta have. So Bobby people Brown. should aspire to be more like Whitney Houston. Um, just because there's a residual there's a residual ripple effect where even after you're done being famous because you had something going on on February 11th in Beverly Hills. <laughs> um, you know, Bobby, nobody else can, can be famous after you. Bobby Brown's also a very famous singer. Is he? <laughs> well, hey, hey, for my answer, for my answer, I'm not talking about the male pop idols. I, I don't have to talk about him. <laughs> hey man, that's that's just your prerogative, man. Yeah, that's subjective. Whitney Houston, factual. God, is he dead? Bobby Brown's not dead, is he? <laughs> man, I don't even know. Uh, boop, 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 boop. Uh, nope, his years active are current. Cool. Uh, they so are my, until right my now. one point of argument still stands. <laughs> very, very good. Oh wait, hold on. Yeah, ju- just for due diligence. Uh, yep, Eli Whitney died in 1825. So Eli Whitney is he also is dead. dead. Good. Yes. <laughs> that was gonna be a doozy to talk myself out of. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Um, I'm going to <clears throat> let me check here. <laughs> Um, I'm going to ask a question that okay. my wife, uh, Julia Powell, had suggested um, in a car ride, but she couldn't post it because I already knew what my answer would be. But I'm oh, going okay. to ask you the question, um, and this is one I actually really, really liked. The All question right. is, and I'm not going to give any context, why right. Survivor by Destiny's Child not Big Brother by CBS. All right. So just in general, uh, I'm 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 I am weighing options. I'm, I'm flipping through my Spotify and I'm like, hey, I gotta put on a song right <laughs> stat now. And and as as you know, it's I get <laughs> I get a Survivor on my Spotify. And then on a TV elsewhere in the room is the TV show Big Brother. Uh, or is it a song called Big Because Big Brother is also a show that I think was on... On CBS. On CBS. <laughs> on CBS. Uh, so, I mean, ultimately, here's... I mean, I, I don't know how quickly I'm supposed to like, answer things on this, but ultimately, it's Survivor is a banger. It's a great song. There's an underrated feature, uh, rap feature at the end of it. I forget her name, which is it's even underrated by me, clearly, because Dang. I have forgotten the I like yeah, that the that's kind of our, um, our running gag for this episode, is that <laughs> everyone we've been talking about, we, <laughs> we clearly don't know enough about it. It's... Yeah, um, and and then I mean from there it, it's just it's a great song, banger, empowering ballad. I my my mother when I was in school, uh, like you know in, in like middle and high school, watched Big Brother, and it'd be on the living room, so I would see it as I was going between my room, kitchen, whatnot. That show, fucking dude, I hate that show. I hate <laughs> Big Brother so much. I hate it so much. Okay, well, hold on, is, hold on, hold on, hold on. You hating it is is okay. But okay. we need to get a little bit more objective, objectively. 
Why Survivor by Destiny's Child over right. Big Brother right, so, by CBS. All right, so hatred aside, why would you make this decision? Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a, a, okay, and I want it to be objective, so I'm going to also factor out the fact that Survivor is a song and Big Brother is a television show. So even that, it's not like you can be looking for one because that's two. That's, oh, what are you looking for? That's also subjective. Uh, Survivor? as a word uh, is is empowering it shows that you have gone through uh, a strife and you've come out of it alive at the other end Mm -hmm. big brother uh, is uh, is a term that is typically uh, used derogatorily towards large government and uh, in books such as George Orwell's 1984 uh, and it is imposing and oppressive and it's a bad uh, it typically has a negative connotation with it if you look up what the what that as a word means so uh, for that reason I would do survivor over Big Brother okay so so survivor just has uh, a, a a friendly or I guess not necessarily friendlier, more but optimistic. a more optimistic connotation. Now yes. I would, I would, I will, I, I will do this. This is just kind of an offshoot question. All right. But how do you think things would be if instead of Survivor, Destiny's Child wrote the song Big Brother, and CBS had a show called Survivor? Uh. <laughs> Man, it's I, I'm not gonna lie. It's it's a lot easier for me to imagine a world in which in which Destiny's Child has a song called Big Brother than it would be in this, of course, fiction we're creating where CBS has a show called Survivor. If I were to guess how that would play out uh, financially, I feel like CBS would have come out come out ahead if you know again hypothetically if that were to be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think, uh, and I think as a side, uh, as a side effect, uh, in, in the, in the alternate reality where Destiny's Child has a song called Big Brother, I think Kelly Rowland is the one, uh, who has the big solo career, uh, in that alternate universe. Okay. I, <laughs> I don't want to go there. <laughs> like, I would be, if that's really the only two things that change. That is actually, that is, those that are the only two. okay universe to live in. Uh, yeah, Kelly Rowland's not bad. Because essentially only one thing changes. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, Kelly Rowland even has a. Hey, she has an okay career now. What does she she's do? Like, she's a singer. Hmm. <laughs> she owns a couple clothing stores. Uh, they do fairly well year over year. They're actually on an upswing this year. This is a dumb area of jokes I don't want to get into. Uh, <laughs> let me find. <laughs> Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep this ball rolling. All right. Throw it at uh, my dick. All right. All right. So, Daniel, you, uh, the context here is you have been pulled into a cartoon universe, and you're allowed to pull one human to form a basketball team against which to compete against cartoon aliens for the fate of the, uh, of the planet Earth in a manner similar to Space Jam. Now, Daniel, I want to know why, in that context... Uh, do you pull pop icon Shakira and not NBA all-star Shaquille O'Neal? This question is from Paige Hansen. Okay. Well, here is the thing, and this mm-hmm. is this is actually also the main <clears throat> reason why they didn't get Shaquille O'Neal in, in Space Jam. Okay. Um, one, 
Shaquille O'Neal is very, very, very big. Shaquille O'Neal is a massive man. Very, mm-hmm. very big. Um, and the thing about it is, is that that was primarily how he would do so well in, in basketball. He could, he could aim well. And yes. he was tall and large, so you couldn't really get past him. Mm-hmm. He was just big. But yeah. that's normal, regular humans. True. The thing is, he's seven foot one, Shaquille O'Neal. He's a giant man. He is a tremendous, gigantic person. Uh-huh. And so what you're essentially getting, if you grab Shaquille O'Neal, is you are getting just one singular monster against pretty much just well, how many people play on a basketball team? Five. Five. You're getting five other uh, creatures with supernatural abilities that are equivocal mm-hmm. height and strength, and I believe also dunking and shooting uh, prowess as Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Just equivocal. Yes. The thing about Michael Jordan is that he's a tall, lanky man, but since he's not so bulky, he can still kind of squeeze in places, and he's got that, that uh, stretch Armstrong arm. Shaquille O'Neal doesn't have that. True. Because as far as I know, going into it, Shaquille O'Neal doesn't gain access to that just because he goes into Looney Tunes world. I think that Michael Jordan just could always do it. Yeah, it's exclusive to Michael Jordan. He just had to believe he could fly like his dad told him when he was trying to get into that school. And so Shaquille O'Neal is good. I'm not going to say that Shaquille O'Neal is bad. That'd be really stupid to say. He is a very, very talented basketball player, but he doesn't have any actual advantage in this situation. Now, Shakira, yes, on the other hand, Shakira, Shakira very, very Shakira. tiny, very, very tiny, tiny woman. Uh, mm-hmm. This one didn't have her basketball stats right when I searched it, so I have to specifically. <laughs> she's five foot two. She's five foot two. That is itty bitty bongos right there, but. Not only is she five foot two bitty bitty bongos, she is also, also, hold on, also, she is <laughs> fluent in the art of dance. Uh huh. Specifically, her hip and leg movements. So, you know yeah. what that translates well to? basketball um, yeah that's what i was gonna that's guess right. for the, they're for the so big and they're so bulky and yeah they may be cartoons but she's got like dance training in like all sorts of different things <laughs> i thought i had uh, uh, a better thing but she she's she can do the the belly dancing she can do the regular arms dancing she can do the feet and hands dance like she can do all of these different she's trained in a myriad of different ways you want to know what happened when when michael jordan tried to get trained in another way he played baseball and he sucked at it he sucked at that other thing he tried to do shaquille o'neal he tries to sell what hot hot ice <laughs> and, and he just doesn't have the acting chops for it. And like, yeah, he's a big name, but come on, I'm I'm not gonna buy those specifically because he's in it. <laughs> he sits there and he says, "I use icy hot because my back hurts," and that's my impression of Shaquille O'Neal. Dead but on. we got salsa, and we got we got the the Arabian kind of belly dance shit. She does mm-hmm. Oriental garbage. I think she also like knows how to play the tambourine. Like, she's good at everything she does. 
Multi-talented. Uh, yeah, multi-talented. So she is actually a little more qualified than Michael Jordan, I'd say. So she can just weave in and out of there. And even if she's not necessarily scoring all the points, you're not supposed to. Be a team player. Pass the goddamn ball. Let Bugs Bunny hit a slammer. Go ahead and alley-oop the Daffy. Or Donald. I don't know which one. Daffy. Throw it to the skunk. What's his name? Peppy? Peppy Le Pew. Yeah, throw it to the skunk. <laughs> but I also still like that we get um we still get Bill Murray. Oh, yeah. Bill Murray is, we all know this from real life, Bill Murray is very good friends with both Michael Jordan and Shakira. <laughs> you know, I'm uh, I, I'm actually, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page now, and you were correct. I'm at, I'm at Shaquille O'Neal's, and it's got his career info, his high school, his college, which round he was picked in the draft. Shakira's page doesn't have any of that. I don't know which round she got picked in the draft for. Wikipedia is sucking right now. Um, she was the only one picked in the draft. She was the only one that needed to be picked, so they didn't even bother, like, report it. It was just only pick Shakira, who also, by the way, uh-huh. is, is the is the, the main uh, musical sensation in the world of Zootopia. So she already has a better background in cartoons mm-hmm. than Shaquille O'Neal does. So, fuck them. <laughs> Damn. Airtight. So, airtight. Airbud. Where's that question? Where's that one? This isn't the sports one. That was like last week. Last week's. Oh. oh boy. All right. Well, I'm gonna ask a question. Yeah. Who do I want to do? Who do I want to do right now? Who am I? Who am I getting in? I'm not gonna lie. It's interesting, Daniel, because this this uh, this episode's theme was your concept. I'm having a way easier time of it. Uh, yeah, well, no, yeah. I didn't expect, I, I don't like suggesting anything that I'd be good at, which is why I talk so damn much. <laughs> <It's> just, uh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> Let's mm. get into one of these things. We yeah. are going to do a question from Linton, please. All right, I'm excited. Man, I gotta, I gotta say, um... Mm-hmm. His first question we have on here is not really with the topic at all. So I'm not asking that one. So instead, I'm going to be asking this one mm-hmm. down here of Drew. Yeah. And this one is just from from me to you, me asking you genuinely. <laughs> why did you have to go and make things so complicated? Hey, yeah. Not... See the way you're acting like you're somebody else getting me frustrated. Mm. You know, it's a it's a good question and I feel like we we've all we've all been there. Um but here's and here's the thing, Daniel, about that. Uh the reason why uh that I have to go and make things so complicated, Daniel, is yeah, because yeah. life's like this you fall and you crawl and you break and right. you take what you get and then you turn it into honesty. And now, Daniel, like, I, me, me and you, we have a good rapport, right? I'm pretty honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I promise you that I'm never, you're never going to find me faking it. No, no, no. Does that feel all the jokes we need to do for this Avril Lavigne thing? Because, I mean, that's honestly it, really. That's the rest of the course. Well, no, because the course <laughs> actually repeats. So I feel ah. like I have to reiterate. Rude. <laughs> Why did you have to go and make things so complicated? A, yeah, not see the way you're acting like you're somebody else getting me frustrated. 
All right. Well, uh, this time around, uh, really, what it comes down to is that, that, that that's really that's an issue of self awareness. You know, there's sometimes it's just it's difficult to be aware of not only your own actions and your own motivations, but how those actions are perceived by other people. And you know, let's say we're hanging out at a mall, right, and we're we're harassing all the minimum wage workers because we're just too punk rock and we're doing our damn thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, that's just that's that's us having a free time, and whenever I'm whenever I'm in that mode, I'm in that mindset. Maybe I'm not aware of the fact that I'm making things a little awkward or complicated with you, and perhaps, perhaps <laughs> there's better ways to go about approaching the situation than making a chart-topping smash pop hit about it. And maybe she could talk to the guy about the situation. They could work things out. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that's how the second chorus that's goes. That's how the second chorus <laughs> The song got, I guess, I was going to say significantly better, but I know that like, a lot of people probably just like it's a bad song, so the joke could also work if I say significantly worse. Uh, it's um, definitely not. It's significantly the same. It, it, it is. It's, <laughs> it's so equivocal that it has become significant. Each copy is more identical than the last. All right, uh, this one, Daniel. Um... Uh. Hmm. Daniel. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, no context. This is uh, this question is from Riley Michaels, and Daniel. What I want to know is just uh, Riley asks why Britney Spears, not Jennifer Swords. Oh. <laughs> I I do have to say I do have to just go go on record. By the way. Mm-hmm. Because this is recorded. Uh, yes. That this is one of my favorite questions <laughs> that's ever been asked. No, it's I really, top really notch. like why Britney Spears, not Jennifer Sort. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing about most real time strategy games, if you've ever <laughs> played them. I have not, so I'll be interested to hear this. The thing that you will find about most units that carry spears. Yeah is that units that carry spears in the rock, paper, scissors dynamics of a, of a, a vast array of these different types of games work oh, units. Yeah, yeah. where the swords always lose to the spears because the spears are longer. And that's mm-hmm. just the justification. A Britney Spears, in just the purest sense, is going to beat a Jennifer sword. Now, why a Britney Spears specifically beating a Jennifer sword, because I know a Jennifer sword is one of the highest caliber swords that can be made. You could call it the Excalibur sword. <laughs> you call it the Jennifer sword. <laughs> but here's the thing about the Britney sword. The Britney sword uh, not only is longer, but mm-hmm. it also deals poison damage, because it's toxic. It's... Ooh. <laughs> it's... There it is. All right, now I'm in. <laughs> it's stronger. <laughs> and, and, you know, I hear lucky. I hear it's also lucky. It is also lucky. And by the time that you are done, by the time that you are done using uh, your, your Britney spear, your opponent will be broken like... Shattered Glass, which is from the album uh, Circus. It wasn't a single. 
A lot of you probably didn't hear it. Yeah, that's a deep cut from that. That's a deep cut, and that's all. That's what a Britney Spears all about is those deep cuts. (laughs) (laughs) Really, a pop a a pop idol is defined by their really underground, really just deep cuts. So my next question is actually also um, from my wife. This is one I really liked, and we're going to go on to, we're going to keep riding this Britney Spears train. It only makes sense. She's a pop idol. Like one of the, one of the, the one of the biggest there. Yeah. But in this scenario, Mm -hmm. you have, um, you're hanging out with, with, uh, one of your very close friends, but not quite your best friend, but one of your close friends. And they just got themselves a glass of milk. You bump into them. They drop it and it shatters. They go and they get another glass, and then they try to drink it. And you bump into them again, and they drop it and break Damn. it. So my okay. question to you is, why, oops, I did it again, not, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, hold on. I, so, so in this context, they're, they're, in, they're like in my kitchen getting milk, and I keep bumping into them, causing them to oh, drop. Oh, no, you're just drives. hanging out with them. And just so, just so the question's a little harder, you're at their place. Like, this is the time you guys are hanging out, and you could become best friends. Mm-hmm. And you bumped into them and broken their glass twice. Why? Uh, Oops, I did it again. Not, I'm sorry. Uh, he, here's the thing. All right, so it's, there, there, there's, a, there's a classic adage, and it's fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Now, I want you in this situation to think of that adage from their perspective. Mm. Clearly, after I bumped into you once and made you knock your glass of milk on the floor and smash it, and it was not cleaned up in the example given, and then... No, because it's his place. He can clean it up, whatever. Yeah, clean it up, whatever. At that point, (laughs) if you get it, and then I bump into you again, dude. You, you know, you. This is a thing about me. Like, like it's. It, it, you ask anybody, and they'll tell you this is just a part of who I am. And you know, hey, the first time that one I would have felt bad. That one I probably even said sorry. It happens again though, dude. I mean, I'm gonna say oops. You know, I'm gonna describe the situation, which is I did it again because it's like, what did you expect? At this point, you come around me with your glass of milk. <laughs> you expected it to not be knocked onto the floor accidentally. That's on you at that point. I, I can't. I can't take responsibility for me and you, especially if I'm trying to build a friendship. I'm not going to build it off on that foot. That's such a weird space to bring it in. As this person just doesn't learn that I knock glasses of milk on the ground. I mean, hey, if they're upset by that, there's no point in crying over spilled milk. That's another adage. That's two. <laughs> two adages. Bam. Very good. I will also, to argue your point so it's less difficult, um, <laughs> I will say that, I will say that, like, that, those are the kind of moments that I feel like most friendships are, are uh, built on. They're built, yeah, they're built yeah, on they're stuff. They're built like on that kind of stuff. You, you, like, if you were to bump into me twice and break my glasses, I'd go, what the fuck? And, and then if you, especially in the most cartoonish way possible, said, oops, I did it again, <laughs> I'd say, that's fucking stupid. And then I'd let you stay, and then I wouldn't yeah. clean up either of the two. Yeah, they'd just be around. They'd be well, part of your house And now. then I would tell people, I'd say, yeah, I was hanging out with Drew, and he just broke two of my very nice glasses that I had and my nice milk that I bought. And, broke it. And he didn't apologize either time. It was, it an was too late twice. It was too and late to apologize. And we just kept hanging out point. with milk on the ground, and people would say, that's a really weird friendship. And you're like, yeah, but those are the ones that last. Yeah, the ones that start off with... Shattered you glass. having your things broken. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Um, Can I just say how happy I am that that we that we have two like just the 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 types of people that people consider to be uh pop idols pop idols is like i think the most ones we got were for destiny's child and also shakira mm-hmm. shakira shakira as far as i understand based on our viewers at home those are the two most popular female singers to have ever existed uh, it's not that far off, honestly, it is, but it is interesting. Uh, actually, I'm going to – Daniel, I'm going to pull one of my own questions. Um, this is one that I've been thinking of a uh, pretty good bit. Daniel, hmm. um, I, I, I'm not going to tell you the context ahead of time because I feel like the context for this will become clear after I have said the question. I got you. I got you. So, Daniel, why Taylor Swift not take your time so that the suit looks really good? Oh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Taylor Swift, not take your time so that the suit looks really good. Yeah. Well, I will say this about most suits, mm. and and I feel like most most uh, average income people, I feel like most of like the, the the real humans of the world, people who aren't in the upper echelon, the kind of people that would listen to this podcast, like yeah. middle or lower echelon. You know, the kids who really the, the first time they ever wore a suit was, was when they were going to prom. And that was like their family's big expenditure. Yeah. And but I will say this, like people in in our collective position, mm-hmm. I feel when they look at a suit, they say, ah, black coat, black slacks, black tie. OK, there's a white Done. shirt under there. That's what a suit is. Mm-hmm. Very few percentage of people know the name brand suit guys. They don't look at a suit and immediately go, oh, hey, this suit is nicer than this suit. The suits are identical. Yeah. Unless it's like varying colors, but it could still be a shit quality suit. But if you are more partial to like a blue suit and you see a blue suit haphazardly thrown on, it's a coat. <laughs> like just pull your shoulder up a little bit and then bam it's back regular it's back regular that's it so if so if honestly if you are going to a thing and you're pressed for time and your mm-hmm. tailor can say hey i can get you a suit like that that means you're getting coat you're getting slacks you're getting a tie and you're getting a white button up but you probably already have one for that job interview at that place that you tried to work at True. All my lower yeah. echelon, uh, average income people, they know, they know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And so if you're going to get it, just get the suit because just, just get it fast. If you really, really want to have a suit where they take their time and they go, oh, okay, uh, well, here, uh, this one doesn't hug your ankles as tight, but <laughs> also doesn't matter at all because <laughs> they still look kind of baggy, but not too baggy. <laughs> it's, it's Okay. I mean, the thing is, it's still a tailor. Like, they get your measurements. They just do it fast. They they say, okay, here's this, here's this. mm -hmm. At worst, your thing will be a little too tight or a little too baggy. But it's a goddamn suit. Yeah. People will look at it. If you're wearing a tight suit, they'll think you did it on purpose. Like, you're trying to, like, the people who know suits will see you in a tight suit. And they'll say, wow, he's wearing that suit, like, real tight. He must be, like... A kind of cool, like, risk taker with his yeah, business I'm a, management. I'm a hip guy. 
Like that is a hip businessman. <laughs> that is what I think. And then if it's then if it's baggy, it's just like, oh, okay. I'm assuming he got that like big and tall and just lost some weight. Good for him. That's yeah, really nice. Or, or I'm just comfortable. Yeah. Or it's just like you know, it's hot. It's been sweltering. There's there's a lot of problems happening in our world in regards to heat issues. And so okay. yeah, get a baggy suit. <laughs> it's just that's better. Even Let more reason to get. It's just taking your time. You're just standing still to get a thing that most people aren't going to notice a difference for, and may even be less comfortable than a swift baggy suit. Hmm. Very and that fair. is my uh, more real answer than I thought I'd have, <laughs> which is which is always fun, which is yeah. always fun. Let's see, let's see. What 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 do I want to do? Away in a manger, no crib for a bed. Wait a minute, what is this fucking question? Okay. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I did not notice this one. This is Ooh. one from Paul Smith. Uh-huh. Uh, this question, I'm not going to give any context because I don't know it. Um, why Katy Perry, not Matthew Perry's character in the movie, Fools Rush In? <laughs> there you go. This is good pop idol question. And I and I have no and there's no given context. Yeah, why uh, is Matthew Perry's character in the movie Fools Rush in uh, uh, not uh, preferable? Not to preferable to Katy Perry. This just shouldn't be hard. This will be a nice, nice, quick one. Let's just roll uh, on. Uh, yeah, I, you know what, man? Fuck even jokes. Um, <laughs> Uh, Katy Perry, especially in her later career, has become known for like these really empowering uh, uh, pop anthems, and so she does songs like "Roar" and "Baby, You're a Firework." You know, she's she's doing these songs that if you are, if you you know, it's you're into pop music to some degree, and you're kind of feeling down emotionally. These are songs that she uses her uh, her position in the music industry to help lift you up. Uh, she uses her you know her her far reach. In terms of like radio play and accessibility to her music, to make sure that you can go anywhere and you can hear these songs that are really uplifting um, and that are going to kind of pull you out of that funk. By comparison, Matthew Perry's character Alex Whitman in the 1997 film Fools Rush In, he's an architect from New York City and he's going to Vegas to he's there to he's architect's there to supervise the construction of a nightclub. Right, already nightclub in Vegas, not a lot of uplifting stuff. One, you're not even allowed to talk about what happens in Vegas. I don't know how they got the film out of Vegas because you can you can't talk about it much less show what happens verbatim. But well, I'm gonna slide. Well, now, hold on. I will yeah. say you are allowed to talk about it. It's just that what happens in Vegas does stay there. That's true. So I have thing. to assume I, it would be a much different place if the slogan was "You cannot talk about <laughs> you can't talk about what happens there." Either right. way too many people would start going, or most people would have never been able to leave. Very true. Uh, so I have to assume that Fool's Rush In was only ever screened in Vegas, and people yes. talked about it because it had to be filmed there. And Matthew oh, Perry is, of course, still there. Yeah, but it's it's he meets uh, the character named Isabel, who's, who's played by Salma Hayek. But since she is not mentioned in the question as being her character, I'm going to say that Alex Whitman falls in love with the actress Salma Hayek. Uh, <laughs> they are overtaken by lust at first sight, common in Vegas, the innocent in the night. And then it doesn't really work out, that kind of stuff. And it's about, you know, it's about marriage, and they're in Vegas, all this other stuff. 
I mean, really, whenever you look at it that way, it's Matthew Perry's, Matthew Perry's character, Alex Whitman, in the 97 romantic comedy, Fools Rush In, is not empowering the youth, especially the youth females, through his wacky romantic antics in the 90s. He's not really making you feel like you can be anyone or that you are, you know, special like a firework or anything like that. Katy Perry is. Just better for the culture. Okay. Well, <laughs> and I will I will offer up this question to maybe sway you, though. Oh. Um... Because, you know, it's it's based on uh, 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 Las Vegas. So there might be an equivocal uh, thing that that is said. But it, Katy Perry is very uplifting, but she also has a, a song called I Want to See Your Peacock, which is yeah. just very much just about, hey, I want to look at your dick. Yeah. Is Matthew Perry's character in the movie Fools Rush In, does he even do that much? Oh, here's the, here's the thing, Daniel. So I want to I wanna, I wanna see your peacock, uh, Katy Perry song, right? Um, the, the thing about that is, so like that's, that's even before uh, she got, you know, her, her kind of superstar, and that's off of her song, and that's off her same album with I Kissed a Girl, right? That, uh, that's, that, uh, that album title Daniel is one of the boys and so what I would argue for that is really even before she started being super empowering she was like hey I'm a woman but I'm also one of the boys and that is even more of an outreach to uh, people who okay, kind of so need she, it she's showing she's you can be in. yeah it's you can kiss a girl and like it and be one of the boys before she came out you couldn't do that look at that dick yeah you could look at Dick, kiss a girl, be one of the boys, be Katy Perry. After that, you could explode in the sky. You could scream. You can do all these things that she sings about, and she's really empowering. And again, Alex Whitman, portrayed by Matthew <laughs> Perry in the 1997 romantic comedy Fools Rush In, didn't say any of that. Didn't say any of those things. I I have to take your word for it, not because I don't want to like look up the script and make sure Matthew Perry's uh, character, uh, Walt Whitman doesn't look up or doesn't talk about dicks, but I can't picture Matthew Perry's character having lines. So <laughs> I'm just going to assume that he doesn't talk about it because somebody wanting him to speak just seems weird to me. But, the, but that's neither here nor there. All right. Um, <clears throat> let's continue on. Talk about Vegas. <laughs> You're not allowed to. You, know. you are not You're allowed not. to speak about Vegas. Yeah, no. It sounds like, like a really like the whole place is just really, really sensitive. <laughs> it's like it's like all of Nevada is like really protective of Vegas. Of Vegas, <laughs> just, yo, hey, you can't talk about Vegas. Ve- Vegas is having a rough time right now. You know, it's been with all those mob dudes for like 50 years, and it just it's needs a little a gambling time. problem, but it's also fairly successful, so it just keeps perpetuating its own. Yeah, so, so it'll never learn. It'll never. It'll <laughs> yeah. never have to. Ooh, Whoa. yeah. Oh boy, that's fucking dumb. That's <laughs> so unimportant. I- uh, Daniel, <laughs> this question I have, I'm not, I'm not gonna provide any context, even though <laughs> it in real life absolutely did have some context. So I'm just gonna, just Daniel, as just a, as a statement in a vacuum, no context to it at all. Hey, uh, this question was submitted to us from Judy Lee's. Daniel, why did Miley Cyrus stay here and not move to Antarctica? Well. <laughs> 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 
I just mean, generally. There's a lot of interesting things about that question. Uh-huh. Because she could just do it later. <laughs> like, and and so the answer could really just be, oh, she just wanted to wait like another three or four weeks and then she'll move to Antarctica. Solid. And so she just stayed just to get her affairs in order. But the real, the thing is, why did she stay here, not move to Antarctica right now? Yeah. I will, um, first, I'm not going to assume, I'm not going to be that cartoony and assume that Miley Cyrus is here in the, in the, in the cast with me and you or in Georgia where we're hanging out. So let's, let's figure out exactly where Miley Cyrus lives. Okay. My search history's gotten real weird since we started doing this. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, You wouldn't, you know, this may not be a surprise, Mm. um, especially with with one of the songs, but um, she bought a house in Malibu not too long ago. (laughs) So I'm pretty positive she lives in Malibu. Uh, Coincidentally, is also the name of her current single that Mm -hmm. is out is just how much she really enjoys Malibu. <laughs> and so, and I will double check cause I might be wrong. She might have had in her like Disney years, a song called Antarctica. <laughs> I can't rule it out. It never hurts to be thorough. Hmm. Ah, an article faced with an unstoppable Dizzen. Hmm. <laughs> 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 this is pretty recent. May have entered the early stages of an unstoppable disintegration. Okay. <laughs> so, number one fact, uh, or I guess number one reason why Miley Cyrus um, decided to stay in Malibu. Um, uh-huh. It's it's nice, comparatively, <laughs> to Antarctica, it's which is disintegrating. apparently, as of a report from... from uh, uh, um, May of this year. Recent. Very recent. Um, Antarctica, who knows where that's going to end up being in a little while. Um, so I wouldn't want to move there. I wouldn't want to move there if I was Miley Cyrus or any human. Um, and also apparently Miley Cyrus, according to the lyrics of the song Malibu. Mm hmm. She had never been to the beach before that. Wow. Yeah, which is odd. It's odd to think about, but the first lyric is, I never came to the beach or stood by the ocean. I never sat by the shore under the sun with my feet in the sand, but you brought me here, and I'm happy that you did. So what I'm assuming here is that whoever she's dating also lives in Malibu. So that's probably another reason why she wasn't just like, hey, fuck off. I'm going to a currently melting Antarctica. Um, So what she instead decided to do was say, hey, I'm not tired of the beach yet. I haven't gone to the beach in many of my incredibly rich vacations I've had throughout my entire life with my father being Billy Ray Cyrus. Never been to a beach. 
never been to a beach. This is, what the this is fuck? I thought, like, for all we know, she might not have even known what an ocean was. She might have just assumed that she lived only in Texas or wherever she was from before then. And then she went there and said, whoa, hold on. I was convinced that it was only Texas and Antarctica. <laughs> and and Antarctica is melting and Texas is right up next. And you're telling me <laughs> that like this place is just made to have a lot of water? Dope. If this starts going down, then that's just how it should be. That's a beach. That's, that's an ocean. I get this. And so, man, many reasons is yeah, why no. my wife decided same. to stay here, Malibu, not move to Antarctica, um, uh, currently wasting away and melting <laughs> realm of ice. Damn, I, I am still floored by her having... I, 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 I'm not floored. I hear that statement that Miley Cyrus has never been to the beach. And I'm like, that's a lie. But it, no, in the th- like, but the thing about it is that I'm going off of Miley Cyrus's own words, and this mm-hmm. is her return to music when she has she's she's off all the drugs or that's you know <laughs> whatever. Th- that's the thing you know whatever the, the marketing things you say when you're a pop person and you're releasing albums. It's yeah, naturally the things you say, but you know I'm I'm not. I can't not take her by her word. I can't think of any other song that she did where she was specifically like, oh, hey, I'm at the beach. I'm at the beach. Here I am putting my feet in the sand. Unless, of course, hold on. I know what you're going to say because the show, the show Hannah Montana is based on a beach. It is filmed on a studio, in a studio. And so she may have sung the songs. But that was because she was playing a character. It was the idea of the beach. The that idea of the beach. She was like, wow, this literally. really is fiction. This really is based in a fictional world. I'm two people. There's sand. There's water. <laughs> Crazy. And then, and then, now, and then she eventually meets a, 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 a significant other. And that mm-hmm. person tells her, hey, that's real. How do you not know that? And then they go. And she says, man, if I would have done this, I could have been doing method acting. You know, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Daniel. It's it's learning that lyric of uh, of Miley Cyrus's Malibu is actually making me just kind of rethink. You know, we really should have seen this coming because uh, I, I don't have to remind you of her famous hit, The Climb, but it's chorus, Daniel is there's always gonna be another mountain. She just thought the rest of the world was mountains this she whole time. It was just a, a, a big... Just a, she thought that another all the water that wasn't like in a cup or coming out of a fridge a mountain. was like was just frozen and mountainous. It's so... It, it's, like, it's that's why she doesn't put ice in her drink. She said, I'm gonna put a couple of hills in my soda pop to make sure it's nice and cold. To Miley and Cyrus. What I didn't mean to do in this scenario. What? Um, in in me talking, because you know, I don't, I have no feelings about Miley Cyrus one direction or another. But I feel like, unfortunately, with the way this has gone, I'm painting her to be just the biggest idiot, just the biggest idiot in the world. And that isn't <laughs> what I think. I think that she's just just okay. 
Like I say, here's my takeaway. It's something happened in her growing up. Maybe this is just, you know, it's one of those things when you grow up the child of a famous musician. And she just grew up thinking that everything outside of Texas, mountains. Just mountains forever. And, hey, once you get over one mountain, always going to be another one, you know? And so that's, that's, that is an astonishing if anything, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't, it's not I don't really her fault at that point. No, it's, it's, it, Billy it, it's, it's Billy Ray Cyrus for being an idiot. Yeah. It's Billy Ray Cyrus is stupid. He it's, probably, it's, when they were on a plane traveling, he probably pointed out the window and said, you see all that out there? And she's like, wow, dad, it's so big and blue. What is that? And he says, well, that's a mountain. Huh? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then she, she goes, but dad, I've seen, I've seen ships sail through that. They call that the ocean. And he goes, don't That's you break my plane. AK. That's just the <laughs> lower flying plane. <laughs> right over the mountain. Right don't over you. the mountain. The perspective just makes it look weird. <laughs> That's, quote, Billy Ray Cyrus. I talk shit about him all day. I don't give he a deserves fuck. it. I'll shatter that achy, breaky heart. <laughs> What a good, what a good, good question. Uh, yeah. So happy that there wasn't any context given for no. that. Didn't need it. It's now we know that Billy Ray Cyrus is a horrible teacher and probably worse father. Very good. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask you one more just because you have to ask me the follow-up question for next week's episode. So Correct. let me find a good one. I hope it's going to be nice. Oh, <laughs> oh, Paul Smith. Paul, Paul Smith is a very, very funny man. He is actually a stand-up comedian and has mm-hmm. improv roots. And in addition, he has a very similar brain, but I don't want to just keep doing his questions. I mean, we've got a pretty good spread overall. No, that's true. That's true. Oh, Plus, we have, the, we, have that, uh, we have that Rob the Bank show coming oh, up. Oh, yeah, eventually. we do have the Break the Bank. So I will go yeah. ahead and just... Uh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Yeah, okay. I'm doing this one. Why not? Um, you need to be... Um, long story short, you you are hanging out with your friends. Okay. And you and your friends are sitting outside... Um, or not outside. You guys are sitting inside of your house. Of You don't have a house. You, 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 you are kids. You're kids in this scenario. Your parents' house. You're in the living room. And, okay. and you all have just gone around and you're all telling your own scary stories. And Ooh. so just, it's you and your friends, all the lights are off. You guys have some uh, s'mores roasting on the fire in the living room. I don't care. And, and you guys are just all trying to scare each other okay. as much as you possibly can. And so it finally gets to your turn. And so drew my question for you is, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I was going to do a dick move, but I'm not. I will ask the actual question I was leading into. Okay. Why Mariah Carey, not Stephen King's Carey? Uh, um... <laughs> you really, you really want to one-up your friends. You want to spook them. <laughs> I, I really want him to to freak the fuck, dude. Right, here's the thing, right? We're we're telling ghost stories, and I'm I'm clearly I'm going like last or next to last because I have enough of theirs to know what I have to beat, right? Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, man. Like it's Stephen King's Carrie. If you're if your whole life up to when you had seen Stephen King's Carrie was watching like Paw Patrol and like 
looking at flowers just in the park or whatever. <laughs> like, that was, the kids do. The things that kids do. Like, if that was, like, your whole life before you saw a carry, carry is, like, a sharp turn. It is a sharp – and it's the unexpected – it's the fear of the unknown and the unexpected is really what gets you. And, I mean, you can say, oh, okay, like, the you know, the graphic imagery also plays a part in that and her performance. Sure, all that all that adds to it. But it, it is just kind of how unexpected that is, is what makes that kind of so visceral and so horrifying. And if I'm, te- if I'm telling Carrie at the tail end of a bunch of other ghost stories, I'm sorry. It just doesn't have the hit. It doesn't have the intensity that it needs to really grab these, uh, these other kids that I'm trying to impress. However, from the second, if I start a ghost story, I got the flashlight lighting up the underside of my face, and I'm like, <laughs> on a night like just like this night in a house that is that is this one, there were some kids <laughs> telling stories, and then I'm like, smash cut the kitchen, Mariah Carey sharpening a knife. That is a hard left. That is a hard left turn. <laughs> Nobody's seeing that coming from huh. that. From that second, I have them on the edge of their seats. And, like, look, and so you're saying, okay, well, Carrie and Stephen King's Carrie, she has telekinesis. She has psychic powers. What supernatural powers does Mariah Carey have? She has, like, an eight-octave vocal range. That's not a human thing that people can do. That's true. That that is, if anything, even at face value, that's terrifying. That's why her music (laughs) is so invigorating. But even on side of that, that only hints at what other powers she must have that she can do that. Right? It's, it's you take you take any other super you take like Superman. You're like, oh, Superman can fly. Well, clearly he can't just fly. Mariah Carey can hit an eight octave vocal range. Hey, she's probably got 17 rows of teeth in there. There's got to be some <laughs> other power. She doesn't just end at eight octave vocal range. It's it's really and from there I can even if I haven't prepared the story ahead of time, which I would assume if I'm going to a place for ghost stories I would have. But even if I'm thrown for a loop and I gotta just riff, I have so many directions I can take a character like horror film icon Mariah Carey in. I'm not limited by if I'm doing Stephen King's Carey. What if they've already seen the movie? I'm fucked. They know oh, the ending. That's yeah. a very good point. I can take Mariah Carey in any number of directions. I, I just the world is my oyster with that. I have so much freedom okay um curious though what yes. does happen <laughs> I, okay. I do want to i do want to know because because uh, in a house that is this one yeah it's the one that smash the cut to the kitchen Mar- and 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 what did you say mariah carey is holding a knife yeah she's sharpening a knife in a kitchen and it's mariah carey in a kitchen she's sharpening a knife yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I, well, I don't, I don't want to give too much away. I do have this screenplay in the works. Uh, I, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. But I may be in talks with a network who rhymes with Shmem TV. Uh, oh, so, and so I'm, you know, workshopping the screenplay around. But I'll, I'll give you a teaser, right? All right. So it's uh, in a house that is this one. Uh, Mariah Carey is in a kitchen, just like the one right over there. Uh, sharpening a knife and it's Mariah Carey Uh, one of us and then one of the kids has just gotten up right in the context here it's part of the stage direction one Uh of the kids has just gotten up because they want to get some cookies and milk and and so I'm like and and when they walked in they didn't see pop icon pop diva Mariah Carey belting out (laughs) these notes and sharpening these knives she didn't see it and so they went in, they got their little milk, and they got their cookies and their blanket. They're holding the blanket in the same hand, hand as the bottle of milk. And they turn, <laughs> and suddenly Mariah Carey's there, just sharpening knives, right? 
just sharpen it. And then she <laughs> looks at him. knives? And she belts out. You know, she starts She starts at like a medium range. She uh-huh. starts out like a, like a, like a standard one. Okay. And then she goes up a step. And the kid's like, oh, man. She, she's, she's clearly like a very well, very well trained, very well trained singer. She goes up another step. And then suddenly they can feel the uh, the the milk, the glass bottle start to shake in their hand, right? <laughs> Goes up another one. Oh, and suddenly no. there's stress fractures that appear in the in the bottle of milk, oh, right? Beautiful. And the milk's all like rumbling. There's you see the, it's, it's, it's all shaking. It's the, the kid, style Jurassic Park ripples in the milk. The kid doesn't know who to stare at. Mariah carrier the shaking milk bottle in his own hand. She goes up another rocket. This thick milk bottle shatters right in his hand. Blood everywhere, mostly on the floor and in his hand. <laughs> Mixing with the milk on the ground. He's then like, oh, right, well, how many times did she go up a step? What, four or five? Clearly she's done. I mean, she's a good singer and everything, but she's still a human. <laughs> That's where he's wrong. Goes up another <laughs> step. <laughs> He's freaked out. He didn't know people's voices could go this high. And then the kid feels his own skin start to vibrate. Another step. We're at seven steps. Stress fractures appear in his body. Eighth step, it then cuts back to me telling the story. And you're only left to imagine what's happened to the kid. But we all know that kid got shattered by Mariah Carey's voice. I don't want to give too much away. Okay, I like it. I will say that I thought thought the direction it was going to go um, was that um, in a house that is this one, Mariah mm-hmm. Carey is in the kitchen sharpening a knife. Yes. In a kitchen. And can I say, back to your story, I like that in a house that is this one, in a kitchen <laughs> just like ours. Yeah. But not not necessarily. <laughs> it's, it's the same house, but the kitchen is yeah. just incredibly similar. And that it, was it's, really funny. It's but, there to hint at her future powers. But Mariah Carey in the kitchen sharpening a knife Mm -hmm. and then five kids walk in there she says what are you doing in my house and then she walks from the kitchen in and yells at the five kids what are you doing in my house and you guys are the invading monsters in mariah carey's house and she's just now trying to kill you out of self-defense it, 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 it's 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 designed to elicit the same kind of feelings people yeah, have when they watch Hard Candy for the first time. Ah. There's a part in Hard Candy where you're like, this dude is a monster, but this is some bad stuff happening. And so you, it's that moral quandary I want the audience to be left with. And of course, this this genre bending horror classic about Mariah Carey, <laughs> Carey and the and the sharp kitchen knife. <laughs> and these five children that she I, murders. I love that she just doesn't do anything with a knife. Like, she very well could have just been in the kitchen saying, oh, that's dull. And then she just, just, just I, doing I don't, a I, kitchen thing. And then a kid happened to walk in that she needed to murder. And, and she, that's really funny. And, right. then we have, and then we're back full circle on killing kids right from the start of the fucking show. Oh, boy. <laughs> Damn. All right. Uh, Continuity. Uh, so, oh, we didn't mention it, um, but I feel like every episode should always call forward to our listeners who are coming back and trying to do the completionist run. Yeah. So there you go. Also, Melanie keeps needs to keep doing Taekwondo. Melanie needs to never stop doing Taekwondo. I We could all agree with that. That's, that's the case. <clears throat> 
All right, Daniel. Uh, the the teaser question I have for you, Daniel, for uh for our next episode. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Not gonna. I'm gonna be very upfront with both you, the co-host, and our audience, and the people who have come back to this episode from the future. Uh, I don't know about this next theme. Don't really know about it. But this is for episode six. This Mm-mm. will be our next theme. And Daniel, the teaser question I have for you is Daniel, why monsoon, not mon later? And our next week's theme is weather. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I'm really happy with the question. We will see how the rest of it falls oh, into place. I like that. Oh, I like that so much. Oh, that's going to be a good episode. I'm pumped. I'm so fucking excited for that episode. Jesus Christ. Oh, that's going to be good. Man. Damn. God damn. Okay. Let's play that outro. I'm pumped. I'm so excited. I'm so fucking yeah. pumped. Uh, 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 we'll do this one at the uh, same time. Monsoon, not mon later. Oh, weather. Weather. Yeah, it's just just weather. Oh like you know, like you know, small talk. Like you remember small talk. You're yeah. around the whatever, and you're just. Just about weather. Mm. That. Oh, this is either gonna be our best episode. Not this one. The next one's either gonna be our best one. Uh huh. No, fuck oh, it. Yeah. It is gonna be the best one. The next up. Ep- See you next nice. episode, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh. As, uh, as we uh, always say here on Why This Not That. It, bye. bye.